Great. Oh, guys, I'm so hyped. So I might... You got Dragon Edge? I do not have Dragon Edge. I do not embrace the Dragon of Chaos. introducing a podcast about words about music i'm chris wade and i'm molly o'brien and introducing producer mc fashion designer husband father and most of all poster it's kanye west now this podcast usually covers artists through writing usually memoirs magazine interviews and profiles but we just had to jump mediums this week because obviously though kanye has been one of the most influential cultural forces over the last decade and a half it's his um shall we say erratic posts on the website twitter.com that have increasingly defined him as a celebrity and musician and today we'll be unpacking Kanye and specifically his latest MAGA heel turn through what I like to call Kanye online. But before we get any further we have to introduce our own guest sitting in from the Chapo Trap House podcast. We have noted expert in having psychology, noted mindset expert and most importantly noted expert in posting it's Mr. Felix Buterman. Hi, Felix. How are you? I'm great. Uh, thank you for having me. This is going to be another 13 hours day, 13 <laughs> hours day of content. Yeah, we're walking, rocking right from this to a Chapa recording. So uh, Felix is Mr. Too Damn Podcast today. Yeah, well, those are the best ones when I can. Uh, it, it's like if you watch the movie 13 hours, you see how good <laughs> at like war they were at the end of the movie. Yeah, you, you just do it all day. You gain experience points yeah. over the day. And so you just get better and better. You level up as time goes. Yeah, it should be a one to one ratio of living to content. It should be it should be the Venn diagram should be a circle. Yes. One life equals one content. Mm. Uh, anyway, so we are sitting down to record this at 2 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on uh, Saturday, April 28th. In which we are still right in the middle of Kanye West having a real good one online. Having one. He's on one. He's on one. Uh, There are a lot of different words for these kinds of things that Kanye does. Rants, uh, meltdowns, people like to call call them. I think that Molly and I have been really saying it over the last week as Kanye is on one. He's just on one. Yeah. He's got big ideas and he needs to get them out there. And so he's just going for it. Yeah. And what so, was twi- Twitter is built for this shit. This mm-hmm. is exactly what he's optimized. Yes. Extremely optimized. Yes. He's doing it right. And that makes people extremely mad. So this is like the manyth time that Kanye has done this. Uh, Felix, what do you what do you think of Kanye from the big picture as a poster on Twitter? Kanye is I mean, there are only a few styles that like really famous people can have as uh, posters. Mm-hmm. And it's that they can become sort of like Twitter moments or aggregated content ready, like clap back or like this was the perfect response to that. And that's mm. like, you can't really blame people who do that because it's sort of the only way they can like post at a certain point if they don't have a, you know, if they don't have an already established posting voice that's different from their regular voice. Like, okay, Chrissy Teigen is someone who has, a lot of posting heritage. She was a moderator. Or no, she wasn't a moderator, but she was on the Neopets forum, which is one of the biggest gateways for women posters. Yeah. Uh, And she knows how to post, but it's like now, it's sort of, her posting voice has gone into this unified celebrity posting voice that like Lord has, or, or, you know, whoever has. 
uh, but still very one of the best celebrity posters when she's just doing doing the posts. Yeah. But then the other side, the other side is just pure mania. And when you see what, what is our favorite weekend lyric? When I'm fucked up, that's the real me. Yeah. That's the other category of celebrity posts. And that's when you see Roseanne, you see Waka Flocka, you see and Kanye. Yeah. Share. Share. They're all in the second family of posting where it's like, I don't really care if this gets aggregated. I'm not someone who it matters if people really like this tweet or whatever. And for some people, it's that they, I think it's now press for music is like very affected by the streaming economy. Mm -hmm. And it used to be if you wanted your album to sell a lot, you would have a big beef like with a very elaborate backstory and or or you'd you know you'd make a really big deal about fighting a gun charge because you would need to be on that hiphopdx.com news cycle right. and have a constant running thing but now because of the streaming economy it's just like I, I, oh i'm just going to post whatever and mm -hmm. so for waka it just like you remember in like 2014 when he was like yo trans people are demons and <laughs> oh my god and people were like I can't believe he said this. And it's like, well, why? But uh, <laughs> what, what about him? With, yeah, that but, seems but on just par. Like you like him. Yeah. Um, or we're going to get into the relationship between liking someone and wanting them yeah. to say good things. Uh, and with Kanye, it's just like, oh, I can, I'll just literally say whatever makes sense to me at a given moment. And mm -hmm. he's always kind of been like that, but he, Kanye is a weird pattern, right? Because he'll say something or do something totally fucking weird and then kind of walk it back. Like, do you remember the song Big Brother? Yes. It was off. That was about him and Jay Z, right? Right. It was him and Jay Z off of graduation. And it's about like his relationship with Jay Z. And it's very Kevin Gatesy. Like, you know how Kevin Gates will have like an extended mental breakdown, but it'll be in a song and it's really good? Mm -hmm. it, it, this was much less stylized than Kanye usually is. And it was. Like a bunch of weird stories about how he had to buy a ticket to see a Jay Z <laughs> show despite being friends yes. with him. Yes. And then there was like a lot of weird back and forth. This was in like the late 2000s. There was a lot of weird back and forth. And then they make Watch the Throne and now they don't like each other again. But the Kanye cycle is always like something totally fucking weird, then walks it back a little bit. Then he goes, You know what? I was right about that. <laughs> and that the weird thing is that's what everyone does now. Mm hmm. But for Kanye, that predates the streaming economy. And it yes. kind of predates iTunes as a huge music retailer. And what we're seeing now, it's the same pattern we've always seen with Kanye. But this one seems much more outrageous because people's perception is everyone I like symbolizes everything I agree with. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to start by going through a little of Kanye's uh, history of being on one on Twitter. Mm -hmm. I just picked out a few uh, notable selections, and this all comes mostly from a Mike.com article by Kathleen Wong, a listicle. Uh, starting back in, 20, in January 2016, uh, he was on one about Wiz Khalifa apparently making fun of waves. <gasps> oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. This is yes. a good one. The then title of the new album. And I think that this was a subset of his larger being on one up to the release of The Life of Pablo. Yes. Which is an one of the most amazing music things that I've ever witnessed. The like ongoing in real time narration of releasing the album. He released a patch yeah. on his album. <laughs> the most amazing thing. Yeah. Um, but. This one, I wanted to make a brief shout out for having one of the most obnoxious 
uh, Twitter associated thing, which is uh, a nox- obnoxious brand jokes. So I have this one select that is um, Connie saying to Wiz Khalif, seventh, I am your OG and I will be respected as such. Oh, and yes. then a million brands like Jimmy John's posting stuff like I am your OG sub and I will be respected as such. And then Subway adding Jimmy John's. Was this meant to be a subtweet? We've been making fresh like, oh, the- no, uh, yeah. brand apocalypse, like tweet uh, meme appropriation. Yeah, it, it's bad. Was For- this for was this like spring of 2016? Yeah, like early. I think January. 2016. This was definitely peak of brands realizing they could be people on Twitter and not just people, but obnoxious people. Yes. Yeah. Brands don't do that. Totally repellent. Uh, <laughs> yes. I just like the idea of uh, Twitter's around in like the, during the Iraq war and <laughs> like Iraq and Afghanistan and like, they don't like, they don't know what their limit or line is. <laughs> and like when the Nick Berg video comes out, subway takes out a video where they're like ritualistically toasting a sub. <laughs> and they're like, wait, why are you guys mad at us? This is trending. I thought we were supposed to be making fun of popular events. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 2015, Connie was on one about in-app purchases. Oh, you guys remember yeah, this? Yep, because, yep. Wait, was this when his kid Apparently, spent a like, lot of money yeah. on Farmville or something? Yeah, on some and, like mobile game. And then Kim made like $3 trillion <laughs> dollars of yes. in-app purchases. I do think that despite the hypocrisy of the Kardashian games, this is uh, Kanye's most relatable point uh, because in-app purchases should be banned. All games should be free. Nationalized gaming. Uh, cool. In 2013, uh, Kanye was on one about Jimmy Kimmel making fun of him about an interview Kanye did. Okay, I love this. Yeah. I love this. This is my favorite one in the past few years because, A, Kanye starts out by going, Jimmy Kimmel, you couldn't walk a mile in my shoes. Uh, <laughs> is it because they're all covered in foam? No, it was like he said something like, um, because they're, I have sex with top with like perfect women the top women yeah it was like very beautiful women it was very trumpian because it was like yeah you know what jimmy kimmel actually is kind of annoying (laughs) and then he like he like made a meme with spongebob and was like this is jimmy kimmel's no pussy ass (laughs) oh my god having face Oh my god! Yes, I, the one detail I pulled out of this is that he said Jimmy Kimmel's face looked quote crazy, and that Sarah Silverman is funnier than he is. To which I think even Kimmel would be like, you know what? Yeah, Fair. I think that's then, it's true. It's true. He bullied his way on Kimmel. <laughs> <gasps> yes, and but that was okay. I liked his appearance. Like it was like the classic thing of where he talks for long enough. You're like half of it is like what and then the other half is like oh that's like a pretty good point yes and because he's like throughout all this i feel like people are sort of falling back on the he's stupid or crazy mm-hmm. and i feel like we're gonna get into this a little more with musicians you can't have exactly exactly like a smart dumb continuum yeah a musician like someone who's as great a producer as kanye mm-hmm. who's like has that sort of vision outside of himself that you've seen his music. Whether you like him or not, people, I think, should be able to admit that he has a vision outside of him. And when he makes music, he can see what it's going to look like while he's yes. building it. And mm-hmm. he's incredibly influential and uh, great at it. And I think it's impossible. It's just impossible to say that's not a type of extreme intelligence. Right. That, that ability. But music is one of those things like sports where – it is a type of intelligence mm-hmm. to be really good at sports or music or almost anything, but it being so good at it blinds the person who makes it. 
And it's a type of intelligence where you have to be insane in a way to make it. Right. And yes. I think sports and music are similar because you need a high degree of self-delusion to be successful in it. Yeah. You have to remove yourself from yourself to be good at the thing. It's how like someone can make an amazing play and then they're like, how did you, what went through your mind when you did that? And he goes, I don't know. I just, you know, I was playing with my team and I just did my best and gave it 110%. We just went out there and uh, we just like did what we did in practice. Yeah. But then you like watch the clips of like, yeah. And it's sublime. Yeah. You see like how they move the ball around the the court and you're like, oh, there is like a high level of group intelligence going on here. But it's impossible to express. Explain it in a press conference. All the like every time I like watch a fight, I'll see I'll see this guy do something that's like very devious and shows a lot of foresight and intelligence and picture the larger fight and just an incredible uh, mental architecture that's very unfamiliar to us. And then when they talk, they're either like, hey, you know, shit, it is what it is. I'll, <laughs> yeah. just, I'll just get in there. Or they'll be like, yo, everybody, let's Google Sandy Hook right now. <laughs> uh, all right, going back. Uh, 2012, uh, Kanye was on one about how acceptable the word bitch is, wondering if it can be used positively. Like, uh, this was a more contemplative, introspective, uh, uh, philosophical Kanye. Years before Taylor Swift got really mad at him for using the word bitch. He was wondering if uh, it can be used positively in phrases like bad bitch. And this tweet uh, stream ended with him linking Lupe Fiasco's song, Bad Bitch. My, my mom song? certainly loves his ode to skateboarding. That song, Kick Bush? Yeah. That song rules. Yeah. Finally, in 2011, this is one of the earliest ones I could find. Uh, I think you'll like this one, Molly. Uh, Kanye was on one about how even though Britney Spears' comeback single, Hold It Against Me, was breaking radio records. Do you remember this? Mm-hmm. Kanye and Jay-Z's song, Ham, was actually, quote, one of the best songs of all time. Uh, wow. When this was covered extensively in the music press as would eventually become a strategy. Um, Kanye took back to Twitter to say, no one can make, nobody can make a joke out here anymore. And then also that the media was full of liars. And I think uh, getting to the press is full of liars is a good way to rope it back around to now spring of 2018. Kanye West and ahead of a slew of new albums and production work coming out in ostensibly June (laughs) goes online to say, yes, I do love Donald Trump. And that's where we are right now. Molly, do you want to get into our current state yeah, of Kanye? Yeah. Well, first I will say that um, he's totally right. I think Hold It Against Me was like a garbage single for Britney, just a, based on a real, real lazy metaphor. <laughs> um, and, you know, ham is, is, is ham. So, yeah, I mean, this started on April 15th. Uh, he, it, he appears to have deleted his entire Twitter history, which can you do that as the average Twitter user? Is that in the UI? Oh, yeah, no, I, shit? I actually I deleted a bunch of shit because I got I got put in Twitter jail recently because <laughs> someone like reported a pre rule change tweet. And I was like, oh, yeah, they're not going to be like, oh, these old things are grandfathered in because mm-hmm. it's just run by like a robot or like a confused yeah. person mm-hmm. in another country. So <laughs> I just did. I just did a pre rule change massively. But yeah, no, there are tons of apps to do that. Okay, nice. so he I've figured never, it out. I've never had to do that uh, for because I'm nowhere near uh, as incendiary online. I still pour one out all the time for Swarthy Villain. Love yeah. that account. Well, the good <laughs> raise thing it, raise it to the rafters. Good thing about that was I lost all my normie tweets from when I was like 18. 
They're like super, super embarrassing. They're like, this sandwich is great. No, I had, oh man. Or your first tweet that's like, what is Twitter? No, like, my, oh my, my God. My first tweet was actually like pretty funny. Great. Well, what <laughs> was, it? It was it? was on the first like 9 11, 2008 or 9. Great, it was great, like, great. Let's never forget this day, the day that Pete Rose broke the runs record, which I think is like good for a kid, like yes. for a kid. That's, that's pretty, pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty strong. That's, that is good. Uh, Especially referencing a 30-year-old baseball controversy. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. Showed, uh, showed the type of poster I'd become. But then I had a bunch of, back on my old account, when we got our friend Johnny just retweeting all his normie tweets where he's like adding Dane Cook when he's like 18. He's like, can't wait to see you tonight. <laughs> oh, and they're like, ah, you bitch. And I was laughing at it. And then my friends were like, dug up mine where they're like, Man, look, I don't agree with Ron Paul, but you have to respect his courage. <laughs> Just a dumb fuck 18-year-old. Oh uh, I will say justice for Pete. Anyway, Molly, where are we? Um, so, yeah, this started April 15th. It's April 28th. It feel it just feels like way longer this period, I have to say. And I think the reason that people started paying attention, A, it's because he started tweeting kind of out of nowhere. I don't I forget how long he had been on hiatus, but he was doing this sort of like TED talky, uh, like Zen Cohen's about, you know, uh some people have to work within the existing consciousness while some people can shift the consciousness. Oh, I even shit forgot like about that. This and then stage. intermittent pictures of really, really garbage shoes. <laughs> like some of these shoes just look like um like the parts that maybe got cut out away from the shoe in the factory and are bound for some some trash can. Yeah. But they are the shoes. They look like either like detainee shoes or <laughs> like shoes that are prescribed. Yeah, shoes that are prescribed. Yes. That's it. It is with a heavy heart that we admit that Kanye West shoes look like a fam. I yeah, just, yeah. I can I can I cannot personally. I can't. Um you know, he said things like fear often causes people to be manipulative. Everything you do in life stems from either fear or love. Sometimes you have to get rid of everything. I think Kim quote tweeted that and was like, everything. <laughs> Honey, what are you talking about? Um, Although I would say it seems accurate as he later starts uh, tweeting pictures of their vast cavernous, completely empty house. So yeah, there's creepy. nothing in like the just no decoration. Yeah. Uh, just. I mean, the best part about this when he gets a little later and he's like starting adding people where he's like, does this look like the sunken place and post like a picture of this huge, empty uh, like yeah. beige hallway with like hollowly lit uh, window panes. And I'm like, yes, this is exactly what the sunken yeah. place looks like. It's like a very chic sunken place. It, yeah. it reminds me of when Dan Quinn would take his shirt off and reveals like extremely middle aged torso and be like. Yeah, do I look forty three? And it's like you actually look like the most forty three year old like you man can pop who's in a ever looked. It said age man, age forty three. Yeah. <laughs> Um, he also is tweeting shit like you have to protect your ability to create at all cost. Try to avoid any contractual situation where you are held back from your ideas. So just basic, you know, I feel like this was people were excited about this stuff. Yeah. And he was saying, like, I am writing a book like I'm writing this book in real time. No publisher or publicist will tell me what to put where or how many pages to write. This is not a financial opportunity. This is an innate need to be expressive. I will work on this book when I feel like when I feel it. It, not feel like it feel it when we sit still in the mornings we get hit with so many ideas and so many things we want to express when i read this tweet to myself i didn't like how much i used the word i so i changed the eyes to wheeze this is amazing i love watching somebody copy edit their theoretical book in real time it's a you know it's very it's very pomo i'm not i'm not mad at it but he oh the my favorite of course was truth is my goal controversy is my gym i'll do 100 reps of controversy for a six pack of truth yes 
That's some real like Facebook meme uh, platitude. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like 2012 era drill a little yes. bit. Yeah, but I was, I was thinking this as we were reading some of this stuff and especially as it gets uh, more wild later that Kanye very much is like the drill character in real life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Feeling like black drill. <laughs> uh, my favorite one. Drill could be black. He could be. We don't know. I know. <laughs> but, uh, we'll keep that a secret. Yeah, because you, you know you know who he is. Um, they are. The yeah, contra- he's actually Jordan Peterson. Drill is Jordan <laughs> oh my Peterson. God. Yeah. Uh, the controversy is my gym post reminds me of so, like when you used to do Felix the ones where you like the it would be like a picture of you staring thoughtfully in with like a ridiculous uh, inspiration. Me and Andrew it. would always make those. Yeah. Me and Andrew would always make those to like make people mad. Yeah. But that's also, I feel like that's so, it's so kind of early to mid Kanye of like kind of joking about what he is trying to do with his work, Mm -hmm. but also it's like a little corny, but it's very right on. Like it's true. He's, he's trying to get to, you know, whatever the essential truth is by being like a huge flagrant asshole weirdo to Mm -hmm. people. Um, yeah, so up until like the early, like April 20th, April 19th, it's just like there's shoes, there's TED Talks, there's like random observations like just stop lying. Uh, North found just, a bug. Just stop. North found a ladybug. That might have been a little later. Oh, his plans for hiring for his company Yeezy. Um, I think the he fastest has, growing company in America. Fastest growing company in America. He's got 160 slots open. Um, not sure if it's like, you know, co- content, operations, sales. Uh, might just be like across the board. What is he making? I don't know. He's making Yeezy. He's making Yeezy. Do you, would you work for Kanye West's company if he made you an offer? For like, I don't know. For enough money, I would definitely work for Kanye West. But Kanye West is your boss then. Yeah. Uh, you I don't, have to like live yeah, that, inside his mind. That's unimaginable. You're talking about <laughs> a boss who's weird and uh, self-absorbed and capricious. And but yeah, the company they admit, doesn't, doesn't really have know what's going direction. on. Yeah. Yeah. But that's like, that's just like working in media though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I don't that's think, true. honestly, I don't, I don't think it would be very different from my job. Yes, history in you're right. Past. You're right. Point taken. Yeah. Um, but then like things take a turn around like April 21st. And that's when the, the first real like, wait, what the fuck is going on is when he praised uh, the way Candace Owens thinks. Yes. I was not familiar with Candace Owens. I think you, you guys are maybe a little bit deeper in, in the shit. Yeah. I'm not, I, I was familiar with her as like a turning point, uh, a toilet paper USA, uh, yeah. hanger on. Mm. Do you, do you know her deal, Felix? Yeah, a little bit. She has uh, a, a YouTube channel called the red black pill. No. Yeah. 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 Her name. Yeah. <laughs> And she's a she's a, a black female conservative YouTuber. I have not experienced. Yeah, no, her thing used to be um, red pill black. Yeah, and uh, red pill like the her, her name. Black. And I, <laughs> Candace Owens, like I look at a lot of the right wing Twitter stuff. It's very interesting if you're interested in like. I mean, people people on the left are like, oh the the petty the narcissism small differences but to give credit to the right there is they're not small differences there's the main argument now is between people who are like all right uh we're gonna be optics guys and like wave american flags and the guys who are like no i read this book siege we just need to kill everybody and uh but those are the two genders the yeah two genders on the right yeah. but uh uh with candace owens a lot of like both categories of, the, uh, of like the farthest far right hate her because mm. a they're like aren't we like 
they hate Paul Joseph Watson and all those people. And they're like, what you're just, if you're just trotting out a black woman to be like, Oh, look, we're not racist. They're like, Oh, that's cynical. It's not going to work. And you could be giving a white person that spot (laughs) (laughs) and all this shit. But like the sort of more alt light to TP USA people like love her Mm -hmm. because they can go like, look, a black woman's destroying you. You can't say anything. I mean, all the people who are now like, uh, you know, way head over heels that Kanye has come out like that of being like, see, a black person likes our ideas. Right, exactly. And then the far right people are like, this is stupid. Yeah, but, we, but we isn't our idea that we don't like this person. Right, exactly. And it's, so with Candace Owens, a lot of people have said that she's just a huckster, the ones on the farthest right, mm-hmm. uh, which I, ha- it's so hard to like substantiate anything on that, in that world. But, uh, because they get suspended so much, totally unfairly. Uh, but, They're being silenced. Yeah, but um, I, I think I think Candace Owens. I remember this very weird video she put out in Thanksgiving of 2017, where it's her and like I forget, maybe her boyfriend or her friend or something. They're at a Thanksgiving and she's just recording herself the whole time and they're arguing about Trump and they're like, "He's doing a great job. What do you think about that?" And it's captioned like using logic to completely trigger Thanksgiving. <laughs> using and logic just, to destroy, to it, ruin your Thanksgiving. And it's just like oh very, God. it doesn't even seem like a hard, like a intense argument. It's just like very disconcerting and like depersonalized in a weird way. Like the guy she's with is just sort of blankly staring at the camera and he's like, that's right. <laughs> and, then, and then he, the second video, he's making some weird point about cops and the family they're arguing with just seems kind of bored and they're like, can you stop doing this? But it's, I mean, speak, I, speak she, of- she's she's here's what's interesting about this, though, is Paul Joseph Watson or like fucking Milo or what, like they're all sh- they're doing shtick. Yeah, they're to an extent they're have a pre pre-selected brand that they're doing. But Candace Owens, like since I saw that video, there's like a weirdness and intensity to her that doesn't those guys don't really have mm. that. I think Kanye like he's probably interested in the whatever shit she says politically, but he also probably he sees someone who's also weird and intense. And he like, like he's he, into the, her he, being like really into it. He probably saw that fucking Thanksgiving video and was like, "This is great," <laughs> you know. I'm uh, not kidding. Like it's yeah. Speaking of drill, that's about the most. Uh, this whole thing smacks of gender as I turn the Fourth of July yeah. Fourth of shit uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, situation I've in real life I've ever heard. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, so. Kanye in his, I guess, spare time has been watching. He's been going down certain, you know, I feel like there's the... The, the thing right now is saying that, oh, yes, you t- things like YouTube and Facebook feeding feed you content that poisons your mind. Yeah. And I feel like Kanye might be a prime yeah, version he, of that. Of he just got like, into a related video spiral. The related videos just fucked him right up. Um, and then so that's when people started freaking out. He started saying things like, you know, we have freedom of speech, but not freedom of thought. Um, okay. Uh, yeah. He said um, slavery is he called slavery a trend and a mentality that continues on to today. Um, that's okay. slave mentality. That's like a classic conservative, like, yeah, bla- like the problem with black people shit. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he said, you know, Nas is going to have an album on June. <laughs> <laughs> it's like in the going middle. Great. Of, yeah. Also Nas album release going great. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, just, you're like Nas and you're reading this and like, no, 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 no. I mean, you, well, the Nas, the other Nas news. Oh what? yes! Yeah, oh right! Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fuck. Um, mm. Yeah. Well, is it good to be Nas right now? No. Maybe you should have stayed not having an album. 
I will say this though, <laughs> music music is the one place where it just doesn't seem like anything from He Too affected it. Yeah. It's like you could just be totally fine over there. Yes. Yeah. And, and to be clear, because we didn't actually say it, if you haven't heard, not there is a uh, allegation of sexual uh, harassment. No, no, least. just uh, domestic abuse. Abuse. Police. Domestic abuse. Yeah. Police. Yeah. Uh, on Nas. Uh, so we'll see how that develops for mm-hmm. Nas. Mm-hmm. Um, he also, in the midst of all this, he he thanked Elon Musk <laughs> for making his car. It's, all, it's like always just the same like no matter who is getting keyed into the scene, it is like that related video thing. It's like you get a package of things that you're supposed to like. And like, oh, here's Turning Point USA YouTube videos. And with it comes Elon Musk fetishism for some reason. Like mm-hmm. all, it's the same bill of goods for every for every turn, you know? Well, he, he does generally and always kind of has had this thing, this sort of great man yeah. ideal of the world. Yes. Where it's like people who are very like pro Kanye in like 2012 to 2014 when the two extremes you could be online were like you could be like one of those small town cops who writes an open letter to Kanye about something that he never said (laughs) and be like you listen up you fucking piece of shit because you know you hated him because he was egotistical yes right no one else is that yeah Uh, yeah and and then on the other side, it was people who were reacting to that, who were like, no, actually, he's the least selfish person alive. And, uh, <laughs> and, and it, everything he says is very true and brilliant and comes through. But here's the interesting thing. Kanye does, has always, everyone has like a little bit of a reactionary mindset. You can't not if you grow up in America unless you're mm-hmm. raised in a compound. It just it's baked into, forum. Yeah. Yeah. It just baked into our culture. And part of that is like having a great man theory of the world. And Kanye does have that. Like he has always has had like a competitive ideal of uh like great men he's associated with. Like the Jay Z thing. Yeah. It's a perfect example. Mm-hmm. Um but and his his mythologizing of himself and just his admiration of like other people, other fashion designers, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But also, like, I think the interesting thing that ties us all together, like, okay, what was the big thing that united the right wing in like 2015 and 16? No, it was. Well, a, I don't know. Well, what it was electing answer. Trump, and their yes. thing was like, we're gonna meme this candidate into existing, <laughs> and then we're gonna meme him into winning. And obviously, like, he won for for reasons beyond just like internet bullshit. Yes, but they do have this idea that if they. And it's not just the alt-right. It's like everyone does kind of have this online where it's like we've bent reality with our posts. Yes. It's not that we I mean, you influence can say the same thing about like the absolute boy stuff about Corbin. Absolutely. Yeah. And you have this idea that you somehow bend reality with your posts. We do it where you say something enough times, it becomes more tangibly real. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like the se- you can either look at it like the secret as the alt-right does or look at it how we do where it's just like – we're bending the world around us when in reality it's just like yeah i guess the more you notice something that means that some things are more possible on the horizon it really has nothing to do with you it's a joke with us with them i think it's like half tongue-in-cheek and they half really believe it and that but kanye you see like all the 4chan like our memes are powerful right right but (laughs) kanye is someone who like you could actually say that about he Mm -hmm. does sort of he wills things he the dumb shit he talks about okay Everyone with that time, what caused all those small town cops to write stupid open letters about Kanye? It was a Taylor Swift thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. That mm. hit a nerve with so many people because mm-hmm. it's like 
the shitty, this fucking shitty entitled black guy is taking away this perfect white woman's award. Yeah. And now, what is the culture now? It's like Taylor Swift, who's never said anything about <laughs> politics. People are like, you stupid bitch who supports Trump. Yes. And it's yeah. like, I'm not a huge Taylor Swift. I just don't give a shit. But like, it is funny how he sort of... It yeah. helped will this thing into action where he's like, yeah, you know what? Fuck her. She is selfish. She's a piece of shit. <laughs> I, I saw this great post a while ago that was like, pretty happy that my article, Taylor Swift is a stupid bitch, won least, <laughs> least woke article of 2014 <laughs> and most woke article of 2017. Oh, God. But he's done that with a lot of it. Like, yeah, he's yeah. done that with fashion. He's, yes. I do want to talk about this because, yeah. like, you he, should you should say this. No, he is he is absolutely you know through sheer force of will and repetition has changed like these just general fashion aesthetic for fucking everybody under the age of like thirty. In that like I feel like when Yeezy season first came out, it was like why is everyone wearing ace bandages wrapped around their booties? And now it's like everyone basically does that. It's like American Apparel, but just slightly more fucked up and and even like his wife like basically he restyled kim kardashian kim kardashian has yes. no yes. fucking aesthetic taste whatsoever i was an early keeping up with the kardashians watcher and it was peak mid-aughts like excess garbage ruched uh tube tops and like oh god it was it was horrific like she just doesn't she's basically like a person from she's like from the valley yeah. she's like a valley yeah, girl. Yeah, a valley like valley rich armenian yeah, or, yeah. yeah and it, he it, he like, turned and again, her, her origin story of organizing uh paris hilton's closet so yes. all of her stuff is like refuse from early stuff is like refuse from paris hilton's closet basically yeah but he turned he's kind of single-handedly turned her into like minimalist stark barbie it like and then that filtered down to all the kardashians all the kardashians and now the kardashians are the source of mainstream fashion in america yes. absolutely it's it's kind of wild because i remember when he was first doing that people were kind of like oh whoa like is kim kardashian some kind of brainwashed sex slave like how is how is he dressing her like this and she, i was like no she's actually smart she understands she basically it does the thing that good business people should do just hire someone to fix the shit that you can't do and just get out of their way yeah and she's just like yeah no you know what my taste is garbage i look like trash like why don't you just do whatever you want and i'm going to be a great business person on the low um and the other thing i will say and this is a little more tenuous but i i think this is a, a viable claim to make is that kanye like oh five oh six oh seven was where it was rocking that like like preppy, the pink uh, polos, like nerdy. That was like oh stuff. Oh three oh four. But then yeah. he did and like now, stun of shades. And Remember then, those? Yeah, the stun of shades. And now every like NBA guy when they go into a press <laughs> conference looks dressed like they're the nerd from like an eighties yeah. teen movie. And I I can't say that it's directly Kanye's thing, but I you can't say that his fingerprints aren't on like that strain of like popular mm -hmm. fashion and the way that he affected how rappers conduct themselves i yes. think it's the most important because i was a big hip-hop dx and dad <laughs> piff guy like 2005 2006 like the game g unit beef oh my god you thing i followed obsessively yeah and if you were do you do i don't think people can even remember old rap beefs how they were even like how, 10 how they, years ago yeah because it was just always guys arguing about who's gayer and like, <laughs> I'm going to fucking murder you. Yeah. Like Gucci literally killed one of Jeezy's friends who like Jeezy sent to rob him. It, it was a very different time. It was, 
in internet parlance, very toxically masculine. <laughs> and there was a lot of music that came out of it too. It, mm-hmm. it, like there were all like Ether was a hit song. Mm-hmm. 300 bars, one of the most iconic songs ever, you know, in this modern era of rap. There was so much music produced, but now the way that rappers beef, it's like, uh, I don't know, you were kind of, you kind of blew me off. I don't like that, dude. <laughs> fucked up. You know what? I actually do like, you know what? No, fuck you, actually. <laughs> and that's how everyone beefs now, and it's a very Kanye way to do it. Yep. That's how all his beefs are, because Kanye was never someone who was going to make entire mixtapes about a beef that they had like the game would. Yeah. He was never someone who's going to shoot somebody like Gucci did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was never somebody that could like make it his branding like I fucking hate this person more than I I'm going to fucking murder you. Mm-hmm. And it's not to say not to put it on like this continuum because it's just as petty to like make an entire album that's like 50 Cent you're gay dude. <laughs> I'm cool, you're gay. Uh but the way that he does it totally changed it. Like if you look at the Trippy Red Six Nine beef, if you look when Trippy Red and X beefed, like briefly, yeah, just about something. That's the one where X said he's banned from Florida, right? No, I think that was someone else. It was Trippy <laughs> Red and and X beefed because like about Drake and X didn't like Drake because he felt like Drake stole his flow and should have appeared at his sentencing it's just like really <laughs> oh, weird boy. but it's like it's all weird and indecisive mm-hmm. like with freddie gibbs and like fucking jeezy it's like okay all right you didn't give me enough money you're a fucking bitch to fuck you mm-hmm. and with this it's like yeah well, i don't think you were a very good friend dude. yes well, it's like, <laughs> why, that's why, why did the, you text me back yeah yeah and that folds in with like kanye's very canny seeing that the kardashians are like a, a huge ally is like because that like reality tv like very constructed like we're gonna talk about being bad friends or whatever is like, and it's a very, but it's also a very cross platform approach. Like for example, when they were revealing that Taylor Swift actually did technically sign off on the famous verse, although that's still unclear. uh, Kim played back the audio recordings on Snapchat stories. Right. Like he, and I also want to take it back to um, the Wiz Khalifa thing because didn't, didn't he eventually say he sort of walked back his thing with Wiz Khalifa, Kanye did. And he said like, I'm sorry, Wiz. Like everything's cool. You look great in skinny jeans. I think you have cool pants. I I think you have cool cool pants, and like I'm insecure because I think you look better in pants than I do. And I think, (laughs) I think that's like because when Kanye first came up, it wasn't about violence and aggression. It was about a mix of bravado and insecurity, Mm -hmm. and that's why everyone was so and sick beats yes <laughs> all right i think um, that's why everyone like fell in love with kanye back in the olden days and it's just come so far from that um this is one of those things where it's like partly someone did affect this someone did will this into happening but it also reflects a broader cultural shift mm-hmm. why were old disagreements different it was because they could be they were put out in things that required a large larger investment of time to put out Mm -hmm. to make a diss song to make a whole diss mixtape to Mm -hmm. do an interview where you're like here's all the reasons i think this guy's a piece of shit and And then you had to contact the media you had to you know send it to the website or whatever for them to post for people to hear right and now that it's easier to get info out there it's like it can be about anything it can be so much about anything that it's about literally nothing yeah Mm -hmm. but also this is more what the rest of our lives are like. Yes. We've all, everyone has, the thing I remember from growing up were my friends who lived in like rural Illinois being like, you know, a small town sucks, dude. Everyone, 
everyone knows everything like hates you and they hate each other over stupid petty shit and then this was always kind of true everywhere else but it became just true for the rest of the country because all of our little environs are spaces like that and what became extremely popular as the tone of rap beef shifted and they became more like kanye's reality tv got huge mm -hmm. keeping up the kardashians why is reality tv so huge it's huge because we fear these the minutiae of our it, weird interpersonal hatreds. Mm -hmm. And they're so stressful to us, but we also have to do them because it's one of the only things that gives us any type of meaning yep. in our very isolated world. But there's a poem by Mark Halliday okay. that I think <laughs> is good for this called Not Us. Uh, I'll just get to the hook of it, which is, they, they just are not us, which seems like a big mistake on their part. It's not their fault. It's just in the hospital, it's them. And we are simply the ones who send them a soberly attractive card saying, how awful. So then we sent them a card. We sent them a card because how awful. So that's done. We love, wow. we, we love, we love all this shit when it's not, when it's someone else, because mm -hmm. A, it's thrilling to watch somebody else do it. And the biggest thrill of it is that we're safe while we're watching it. Right. It's not happening to us. People love the weird, tiny hierarchies and closed environs of so of uh, reality TV because it's a, it's a chance to see a hierarchy that isn't super high stakes and isn't connected to anything. And most of all, it's not happening to you. And instead of, you know, big scale things like I'm going to fucking murder you when I see <laughs> you, it's like... We're never hanging out again, dude. Yeah. You're a fake friend. You're you're this. You're that. Um, that right. Wow, wow. For, that was first great. of all, you, I think you're definitely our first guest to whip out a poem. Uh, so th thank you for that. Step it up, other guests. Yes, yeah. Why didn't Why didn't? <laughs> That's the only poem? The, the only poem my sister didn't write that I know. My sister, <laughs> of course, showed me that one. Amazing. Um, I I think you are extremely right. I literally just had a conversation with my friend where we were both talking about how we just don't fuck with the handmaid's tale because like it's that shit's too stressful. She's like, yeah, yeah. no, I'm going to watch like I was I watched Bravo again last night and she was watching people have anxiety inducing encounters with each other over X, Y, Z. But because it wasn't happening to her, it's soothing. It's yes. not just not anxiety pro provoking. It's soothing to watch other people argue about dumb shit. Yeah. All right. Feels good. This has all been a good big windup of the context here, but now we have to get to the real nug of why we're all here, which is to discuss the the big yes. reveal. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. So this has been going on for days. Uh, I think by like April twenty fifth, he yeah, April twenty fifth and uh, twenty sixth were like sort of the D days of this. Um, he's still saying shit like, "I need to meet with Larry from Google." Um, Same. Go uh, I'm 40 years old now and I'm just becoming my parents' child. I'm going to turn the Grammys into the Yammies. Um, <laughs> is, that, the, is that him trying to be like, I need my own Beychella? Maybe. Um, he, when I, when we become president, we have to change the name of the plane from Air Force One to Yeezy Force One. Um, and then he says, you don't have to agree with Trump, but the mob can't make me not love him. We are both dragon energy. Uh, to refer to an earlier tweet, dragon energy is uh, natural born leaders, very instinctive, great foresight. So Trump is saying, or Kanye is saying that he and Trump are both dragon energy. He is my brother. I love everyone. I don't agree with any, any everything anyone does. That's what makes us individuals. And we have the right to independent thought. And people lost their fucking minds. So Kanye outs himself as... Not necessarily a Trump supporter, a Trump agreer, 
a, fr- a friend, a Trump, Trump admirer, a Trump, Trump admirer, admirer. Uh, in the same way that he admires Steve Jobs, Larry from Google. Yeah, yeah. And that you're right about the great man, but this is like, of course, one of the worst things that can happen online is a big public fig- figure coming out as a Trump person because the natural assumption of all of Twitter public, or at least the liberal, liberal left Twitter public, is that any good person who is a good artist also necessarily vehemently opposes Trump. And this, of course, is it was a banner day online as everyone flipped out and also had all their takes. Well, it's particularly traumatic to people. I mean, it's probably the most traumatic thing for people. The only person that would be more traumatic if they became a Trump supporter would be Beyonce. The yes. only yes. one that people would there would be like suicide. There would be riots. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's I think for musicians, though, in generally, this sort of stuff is particularly traumatic because great musicians have this ability to describe to us feelings that we could never express and they couldn't express in day to day conversation. But just in this one thing that they can do so well and no one really knows why they can do it so well. Obviously a lot of hard work goes into it, but I think there is some sort of, I think it's sort of like math where there is an innate thing where you can just be better. You can see the structures you're building while you build them, which some Mm -hmm. people have and some people don't. And for someone like that, who you feel like has got you in this way that no one else can, the greatest literature, the greatest movie I think in general, they cannot produce the same relation and feeling that the greatest music can. Mm -hmm. The Mm -hmm. music is very special, more special to us. And so when, yeah, someone like that, who's like, oh, I spoke this weird language to you for most of your life. Yes. I, I, it turns out I'm actually not the person you thought I was, but it's like, it's kind of, you know, well, what did you expect? This person has been a fluent in this alien language (laughs) your entire life. Yeah, they're like a fucking alien. He's not, it would be one thing if he was like Ted Nugent and he's like, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to take him off and fucking murder David Hogg. He's just like, <laughs> We're, but we both have the same. It's like, he's like Dr. Manhattan. Yeah, now. yeah, he's like, yeah. yeah. And what's weird about this though is I could see why he thinks him and Trump are similar because oh, he thinks that, oh, we both will reality into changing. But the difference, the key difference between them is I don't really think Trump has foresight. I think he literally just reacts to something mm-hmm. To things, but he's just so good at the world of media bullshit that yeah. he's he's a, and he has the perfect reaction instinct for specifically for media stuff. But that's like his only skill. And he's not a leader. Like yeah. he can't even fire people face to face. He has fucking awful instincts in doing the actual job, yeah. both in like doing the actual business of real estate or the business of being president. He's not very good at it. Like he wasn't able. He tried his best. He couldn't repeal Obamacare. He's sending it into a spiral, but it, it just, it's very plain to see he he is not really a leader. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if Kanye is either. That's why I was wondering about wor- working for the Yeezy Corporation. Yeah. yeah. So here is was my thought after like doing a bunch of reading in, about Kanye and like going into his back history after this happened in preparation for this app. Um, one of the things that I read and remembered was that Kanye wrote Black Skinhead, mm-hmm. which is one of my favorite songs of his. Mm-hmm. Um, after he got, uh, he couldn't get into the St. Laurent runway show. Mm-hmm. They didn't let him in despite him showing, uh, I, I'm trying to remember the exact uh, 
uh, circumstances here, but I think he was showing other stuff in the same uh, like general Zone? fashion thing, but yeah. they wouldn't let him in. And after that, he wrote uh, Black Skinhead. And what it made me think about is that, of course, Trump or Kanye likes Trump because they're like the same guy. They're both these hyper successful guys who like have this eternally aggrieved attitude because they're not the quote right kind of rich, successful asshole. Mm-hmm. And so like everything they do is about either proving or changing the world around them that to show that, yes, I am actually the right kind, the good, you know, the, the, the powerful, good leading kind of rich, successful asshole. Mm-hmm. And so of course you would be a, see a guy like Kanye whose entire career has only succeeded at what he tries to do. And at every point also feels like he isn't getting the right kind of respect or relationship between the media and the world and the people around him that he's being betrayed by uh, uh, the reporters who are liars. Perpetual underdog in the same way that like, I guess I don't, I don't really know the details of the business deal, but like Nike fucked him over when he was trying to make a shoe. Right. And now he is like, fuck Nike. I I love Adidas so much. Like, Oh, I just love Adidas. I think every country's rich people have their individual psychosis. Mm -hmm. And if you go to, you know, Western Europe or more specifically uh, Latin America, the rich, the old money of that country, their thing is that they hate their country and Mm -hmm. they think it's lost and that they have this pride that they made their money off something tangible like, you know, fucking oil or really slavery or or like mines or something. Right, right. But they, they have this type of old world reactionaryism I mean, South America is not the old world, but they brought it over from Spain. They imported their same social structures and it's the cause is lost. We're going to do our best to stand against the changes of history and yell stop. We're the last breakwater between total mob rule, this sort of high Toryism. Mm-hmm. But America doesn't really have that because America's America's natural national characteristic is psychotic positivity. <laughs> and, but there is this anxiety among rich people that they they are not as legitimate as like an Astor or like mm-hmm. a mortgage. New money. Right. Because there's this anxiety like, oh, the thing that I made my money off isn't an actual tangible thing. Mm-hmm. For Trump, it's like it's inherited wealth and like weird bankruptcy rules (laughs) in reality TV. So his like hyper self-conscious public image is like, I'm a captain of industry. I make things, I build things, I build them, I build them, I build them. I make all my money off of that. Not just, you know, personal branding and reality TV. And it's like their image, his image to his supporters is like, he doesn't give a shit. He'll say whatever. And it's like, no, he'll say whatever because he extremely gives a shit. And, And, with Kanye, it's a more sympathetic case, right? Because he's not someone who just inherited a shit ton of money mm-hmm. and then fucked it up but still got to make more of it. He's like a guy who had an outrageous talent and worked very hard at it. But there is a part of him that is invested in this like great man theory mm-hmm. where he's like, okay, I have to be a great man because I had this huge mark on the culture and I made all this money. But the thing I made, it's not tangible. It's not tan- music is intangible enough. Okay. It's fashion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, I have to manufacture right. things. And Trump never felt respected by like, you know, the, you know, whatever syphilitic rich families, in New York. whatever, never, like eighties yeah. dying, uh, like old New York. Yes. wealth. And I, and I think the seventh generation Astor with like a Habsburg jaw. Right. And that, that thing, that entire thing, it's like, who gives a shit? Fuck both I of mean, you. Other than right. Trump, right. Right. And I think the only thing he likes about being president is maybe that those people have to, that people like Macron, the handsome, handsome president of France right. has to come and like 
pat his back and yes. let him pick lint off of his shoulder. But with Kanye, it's like I feel like this is where like a lot of a second wave sympathy from Kanye came was mm-hmm. because of that fashion show because it's like yeah that is fucked up that you wouldn't let him in yeah and this was around a lot of other stuff in recent years it was like when i forget which store was it the hermes store that like called security on oprah <laughs> oh yeah there was a lot of noticeable weird racism in the fashion world it's and, incredibly racist and, yeah. especially in europe but also everywhere and i want to loop back to something that we were talking about briefly earlier about uh you know the 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 prototypical like Kanye goes on epic rant. And I think that this is one Mm -hmm. of the hairs that's hard to split here between like Kanye sympathy and also that like anybody who's actually a Donald Trump supporter has like some kind of essential brain deficiency. Yeah. Uh, That for the longest time, like a lot of, yeah, he, he was on one on Twitter and like getting into weird friendship beefs with Wiz Khalifa over his pants or whatever. But it's like a, so much of that was like a successful black guy. Mm hmm speaking out loudly about things that he thought and then everybody freaking out and being like, Oh, this guy is a once in a generation asshole and egoist. And we can't let you can't like his music because, Oh, he just quote, seems like such a jerk. Yeah. Um, which is a, you know, an opinion I've heard from many people. And, and I, I do think that before right now there was like always a weird, you know, often somewhat racial tinge to like how people talked about the ego of Kanye and yeah, stuff like that. Absolutely. But now it's, I will say that the one thing that is interesting about this right here and, and though I think like a lot of the reactions are overblown is like, how do you square that feeling about the old Kanye with now the full MAGA hat heel turn? Mm-hmm. Well, it's, I mean, they like the MAGA guys like him now because yeah. I mean, they were never against egotistical guys in general, obviously. Because, yeah. yeah, Trump. And, mm-hmm. yeah, now he's... I mean, Alex Jones famously said, Kanye shows the degeneration of America. <laughs> and, uh-huh. yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, that and that thing was always funny to me where it was like that people had to argue that Kanye wasn't egotistical. Mm-hmm. When mm-hmm. the point shouldn't be... It's a classic case of liberals arguing with conservatives on their own terms. Right. It's like... I say he's egotistical. You're, you say he's not. Let's mm-hmm. simil- when really it should be. You say he's egotistical. I go so, so what? fucking what? Yes. Fucking- David Bowie did so much cocaine he became a Nazi, <laughs> and it was fine. <laughs> Who cares? I like his music. Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah. yeah. Everyone you like is egotistical. He should be egotistical. He's fucking great he's at what very, he does. He's, he's very talented and successful. Like among the top musicians on earth yeah. right now. It would be weird if he wasn't. Yes. Well, what is a more what is a more deluded and childish worldview? Um, I like the product of these people or this person who is egotistical. I, I think that every person has flaws, maybe famous people especially, but they do something that I think is incredible or... No, the celebrities I like are perfect and they're nice to people. Yeah. <laughs> never Ted Nugent has never done anything wrong. <laughs> well, I, there, so there's two more things I want to get in. First thing is that the one big exception of this that I think kind of has helped break people's brains is that the fandom around Beyonce, because she is actually perfect, perfect. in all the ways that people expect a celebrity to be, and that there is this example of a current celebrity who everything they do only serves to reinforce their perfection. And I I was talking about this yesterday. Mm -hmm. Obama was a little bit like this. Although now we're like having more distance from Obama, (laughs) the leader where we can maybe point out some things that were flawed. Uh, Yeah. But, but this person who constantly only reinforces their perfection as a celebrity and as a doer of the thing that you want them to. And having that, 
perfect person then gives you that expectation for other people. And it's, it's not, you know, in the case of Beyonce, it's not that, Oh, she's perfect. Everything she does is amazing. And she's never done anything wrong. It's like the, the things that she does do wrong or are make her more human, but then also more divine Mm -hmm. um, versus. Yeah. So it's, it's not just like, Oh, she hasn't ever fucked up. It's like, she kind of has a little bit, but it usually just makes people like her more versus Kanye is the, exact opposite of yeah that. everything that he does wrong is like proof of, Pro- your, yeah. of the negative aspects of him and then the other th- one thing i wanted to touch on is mm-hmm. uh around this is like every time kanye goes off there is like a small section of people in pop culture who like to speculate about his mental state yes and whether or not he has he's maybe manic or bipolar, bipolar. or whatever and i i just find that so weird in a way because I think deep down there's the idea that if we could somehow prove that Kanye actually has some kind of diagnosable mental illness, that it would excuse everything that it would Mm -hmm. be okay because there's like this this subset of, of like woke online that, you know, is I think for generally for the best, very much like wants to normalize mental illness and say, you know, it's not a personal failing, which is right. But then it's the idea that like, if we can prove this about something, then that's good. Yes. That right, they are, right. they're, they're mentally uh, yeah, Ill, everything's okay. not just well, dumb. I mean, I like the like remote psych- psychological diagnosis is so stupid, but I generally think that maybe all famous people at a certain level share a sort of intense narcissism. And also, I will say this, I think mental breakdowns are much more common than people realize. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, I think that more people than you could ever guess have them. And I don't, I'm not going to say Kanye is, he's schizophrenic or that he has narcissistic personality disorder, but he's, would you say it's fair to say that he is a narcissistic sort of intense person who's having a little bit of a breakdown? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that like, I don't know, even for myself, as I get older, you know, things when I was younger that I'd be like uh, not being able to diagnose or just think like he's a weird mood. You know, now I feel more and more like times like, okay, I'm maybe having a little bit of an anxiety attack right, right now. Right, right, It's fine. I recognize that my heightened feeling right now is this thing and I can like work through it, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm like fundamentally diagnosed. Oh, I put that in a box and my behavior during this, this time is something different and excusable mm-hmm. or like, uh, um, you know, or it's good that I have anxiety because that means whatever I do during that time is like justified in some way. Yeah. I don't know. I, I guess that the greater thing that I want to get at is like maybe probably almost certainly Kanye is just like a little dumb in some areas and like that's fine. People can be dumb. Yeah. And also make great Your stuff. Your fave can be dumb. Yeah. They can. Be, well, right. Well, especially someone who's I think it's more common for someone who's absolutely amazing at one thing to be kind of deficient in a lot of other areas Mm -hmm. yeah um and it is also to say that other celebrities are also very dumb politically they just show it into how many celebrities supported sesta how many supported fausta i mean like jesus christ yeah and it's but it's just because there there's breaks along the lines of like Oh, everyone in Hollywood is liberal. I'll just do this. Yeah. Uh, uh, John Podesta, what a cool guy. I love him. <laughs> love him. <laughs> and got to go to that Dem fundraiser hosted right. by Harvey Weinstein, you know? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Kanye just picked a different stupid thing. Yeah. And his thing, I think it's obviously a very conscious choice to 
stoke controversy, which she's always done. But this particularly seems geared for yes, the streaming economy. Yeah. Why? Why are albums thirty eight tracks that all sound the same now? They're why all are, a minute and two seconds long. Yeah. Why? Why that? Why are there all? Why are there these ton, tons of little like micro controversies or micro? Oh, the streaming economy and this for con. Yeah. 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 And it also like makes sense that his content output this summer is apparently like six albums worth of, you know, original and produced material, including like, a, an album with Kid Cudi. Yay. Yeah. It's probably Kid Cudi is, is back. Yeah. yeah. He's coming back. I mean, I will say this. The most interesting thing for this for me has not been. I have to say, I do feel a little bit bad for John Legend because people <laughs> yeah. are like, I saw people like looking at the screen grab that Kanye took where it's like, John Legend is doing classic neoliberalism <laughs> guilt tactics. And it's like, who gives a shit, man? Oh, that's oh, right. a, yeah. But um, the Chicago rapper economy response to <laughs> Kanye is very interesting. Like Chance, the rapper mm. whose dad was a very important democratic political operative, mm-hmm. says Democrats, to, black people don't always have to be Democrats, which is true. He's right. Yeah, he's right. Uh, the, the, they also don't have to like Candace Owens, but like who even knows what this is yeah. about. But the thing that I w- is interesting to me about it is it would be it would be a different thing, right? If like Future or like <laughs> someone else was like, that yeah, like Donald Trump. Yeah, uh, but it's different. Two for chains. Con- yeah, it's different for Kanye because Kanye has an entire economy. That right. revolves around him. Yes. There's the Chicago rap economy. There's the Kanye fashion world economy. And there are guys like the like, whole Kardashian empire is keenly linked to him as well, which is that why that, that hilarious being said, tweet. I do think that they could at this point probably do okay without him. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. But, but that yes. hilarious tweet of, of my wife has called me and told me to tone it down online. You're yeah. just like she says. She says that I. I just want to make it clear that I don't agree with everything Trump says. <laughs> just just uh, the only person I agree with 100 percent is myself. Yes. I mean, the- same. The only person who has like a comparable economy and who I could never picture doing anything like this is Drake. Mm, Yeah. mm -hmm. Drake's entire thing. You know, who is the only guy who's comparable, a comparable cultural force and has a comparable entire underlying. He created the weekend. Like he he didn't create the weekend, but basically it's why we have the weekend. Yeah. For a lot of the reason. And he has the entire OVO sweatshop. Yeah. And (laughs) he just, the mo- one of the most dominant forces in the culture, and it's weird because Drake's thing is I'm gonna I, I'm gonna carefully show you more parts of myself so you more think I'm a real guy. Yeah. yeah. Why does why else do you fucking play Fortnite with Ninja? Why do you do? <laughs> why do you like you know mm-hmm. to go on Ellen or whatever? Uh, why why do all this? Whereas Kanye's is like. Well, every year that goes by, I'm yeah, I'm gonna be Doctor Manhattan carving the molecule <laughs> yes. into his forehead. I mean, yeah, and, and you know, and, I'm and gonna Kanye- be offline for ten months at a time, and then I'm going to for two months dump a whole bunch of stuff that only serves to make me more of what you already thought I am. Right, and mm-hmm. I think this is interesting because if you look at the content of what he said about all this, he's never said. I agree with the Muslim ban. I agree with the tax bill or I agree with this. Mm -hmm. It's just like, no, I exist on a higher plane of energy and I see (laughs) Donald Trump's good parts, which I will never explain to you. Yes. Okay. So I was going to bring this up. So last night, Kanye dropped a new song Mm -hmm. with T.I. That's kind of like a political debate between them uh, called uh, Yay versus the People. Um, 
And is T.I. representing the people? Yeah, he's representing. It's basically goes back and forth where uh, Kanye is trying to like spool out his current political stance. And then every like at the end of every uh, four or five lines, T.I. goes, yo, this you sound crazy, dude. Everybody, everybody hates Donald Trump and he stands for like white supremacy. What's up with that? And then like six more lines from Kanye. Do you think when T.I. took the call to like make this happen, he was just like, did you ask any, you know how like these iconic film roles, sometimes like six actors turn them down and then like, yeah. And then like, you know, uh, Ed Norton ends up with it. Like, do you think, do you think T.I. was Kanye's first call or do you think so? Do you think Drake was like, I am not interested in this? Yes. Drake Drake would not touch this with a 10 foot pole, but Drake is, is, has probably destroyed all his cell phones over the last weekend just to make sure that Kanye doesn't get in touch with him. But T.I. loves this sort of thing though. Yeah. This is T.I.'s favorite type of thing. He has an entire album where the conceit is it's like old trap T.I. fighting with like new T- star T.I. T.I.P. versus T.I. or whatever yes. it's called. Oh, yes. yeah, I forgot. He's basically like he's like face off. Like, yeah. That's like his, <laughs> yeah. that's probably his favorite movie. He loves like weird. He has a lot of songs where it's two guys arguing back and forth, not just on that concept. But it, so, there, so there, there's this song. He has a lot of very strange songs. Like he has that song "Be Better Than Me," which concludes an entire album about how cool he is. <laughs> and he's like, you know what? Actually, I'm a bad guy. And and, and he's Ti has like he's not a melodramatic guy, but his music is. His yeah. music has a melodramatic characteristic. Mm-hmm. And I think that I don't know if he's the first choice, but he was absolutely the most enthusiastic. Right. This is right up his alley. This is the exact <laughs> right, right. type of thing. I Let, love to argue. Let's listen to a few seconds of this. Okay. Obama was seven cent, but ever since Trump won, it proved that I could be president. <laughs> yeah, you can. It would cold though. Don't get going against the teachers and yay talk, folks. Yo, tip, I hear your side and everybody talk, though. But ain't going against the grain, everything I fought for. Probably so, yeah. Well, where you trying to go with this? It's some shit you just don't align with and don't go again. You just reading the headlines. You don't see the fine print. You on some choosing side shit. I'm on some unified shit. It's bigger than yourself. Kanye's a both sides guy. Yeah. Oh, my God. All right. So you get, so you get the, the sense of what this track track is like. But there's one couple that I want to put out point out that's... um. I feel an, this is Kanye. I feel an obligation to show people new ideas, and if you want to hear them, uh, their go-to right here. Make America Great Again had a negative reception. I took it, wore it, rocked it, gave it a new direction. All right, here's the thing. I think that's a little soon. Uh, a little soon. Okay. Uh, Watch though. <laughs> like, if, anyone, if anyone can do it, rebrand. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but th- this is the thing that you were saying is like, what is the idea? Like all of his talk about this stuff has been like, no, I'm just into opening new ideas and you can't, don't shut down speech. Love, I love hate. ideas. Yeah. Op- I want to bring everybody together, but yeah, there's no actual indication of what the idea is. And I think it's kind of it like Hillary Clinton's platform. In a way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, let's together. Let's more. do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we, we eat here. We, <laughs> yes. Uh, but to the, to that point, I think that Kanye, uh, this is like a lot of what we've been talking about. He's an, he's mm-hmm. a big ideas person. He likes like huge symbols. And that's like why he would, you know, align with Trump. Because Trump's a big idea. I think that one of the reasons that he likes Kim Kardashian is that she's like a fucking ancient fertility goddess. And he looks at this and he's like, yes, this is woman. This is woman. Right, right. T- textbook woman. So it's like mm-hmm. I can see very easily how he'd be like very drawn in by this idea of, oh, there are, quote, other ideas and my role is to bridge the gap between 
some ideas and other ideas. What are those ideas? Doesn't matter. Some ideas are versus other ideas. We're going to bring the ideas together. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be the guy through all the ideas go through. Yeah. What would be in the there is a liberal cultural hegemony. Yeah. And its thing is it's you know late night shows it's like Jimmy Kimmel crying again and like you know oh in all seriousness this president is a disgrace but kafifi <laughs> like yeah, sort of like yeah. fucking lame dick liberalism is this massive cultural force it, can, it i i think it's difficult to argue that it isn't the most the dominant force in pop culture right, right. mm mm-hmm. And for Kanye, like again, I don't even think he knows what ideas he agrees with Trump on. Yes, but if you're if you're a guy who's like, I move worlds, I create life wherever I go, I change everything. What is more? What is a bigger thing you can accomplish? What is a greater mountain you can move than go? No, I'm gonna I'm going to completely demolish the liberal cultural yeah. hegemony by being like, <laughs> actually, it's okay to like Trump. I'm never gonna say what I actually like about him. No, I just yeah. like that he is a Trump. Yeah. Making America great again, great again. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's basically it. Obviously, he's tweeted more since that he's like kind of walked it how, back, but kind of not. How many tweets has he done since we started recording? A lot. Well, oh, oh, since we started recording, he did one one tweet. Okay. And, and tweet. the tweet is, oh my God. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. no. He's wearing, he's he's wearing, wearing a, a kefia, yeah. yeah. That's the that's the song he released last night. The, Live with to the, yourself with the the poopy yeah. stuff. Did wait, he, we, we got to wait. Play the freestyle he did in the MAGA hat because that's my favorite. Felix, you know that account Archilect that just posts like gothy pictures. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. If where, you where scroll, it's like, yeah. If you scroll back through his recent set of pictures, he's like a bootleg Archilect. Yeah, uh, uh, this oh this one that just like pictures of stark uh, concrete. He also has an amazing like media management. Uh, strategy where everything is like a video of a video of a video <laughs> yes yeah no he does it like i don't know how to set up xbox or ps4 share <laughs> so i just uh this is a uh, kanye's uh, wearing a maga maga hat uh freestyle uh let's let's give it a listen and this is like i didn't know how much i believed oh he's like going insane until i saw this uh-huh because he like thinks this is good Hopped off the Amistad and made I'm a guy. It's always a lituation when I'm involved. It's always a lituation when I'm involved. See, I say what they say when the mic is off. Parents are the strippers. Strip kids are their confidence. Teach white dominance. Question your common sense. See, I've been washed in tradition and I'm a rinse. Hopped off the Amistad and made I'm a guy. It's always a lituation when I'm involved. See, I say what they say when the mic is off. No, Harvey, that's enough. That's enough. (laughs) Wow. Incredible. Incredible. Top of his game. Everything about it is great because it's just like the weird off-key guitar. Yeah. Yeah. uh, The two guys in the background, like part of his crew that are just like nodding like, yes, this this is good. Yeah, this is good, dude. Uh, (laughs) How he did the hook like seven times in 13 seconds and... Parents are the strippers, strip kids of their confidence. That's yeah. so Archilect. Yeah. That is such ah. a Mr. Robot ass yeah, yeah. fucking line. Um, I do want to talk. But hey, it's, you know, working working stuff out in the studio. Yeah. It's not, I don't think that 
what he did there shows he's having a breakdown. It's more that he like released it. Yeah, he's like, this is good. Let's man. put this out. Yeah. As opposed Wait. to waiting like a full thirty six hours trying to fix the album that he kind of already put out but didn't. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, he's. You can argue that he's just kind of been having a breakdown of varying degrees the entire time mm-hmm. he's been famous. And Quality control. It, and sometimes it's part of his plan, and yeah. it works. Well, speaking of it, God's let's plan. listen to one more. God's plan. This is a uh, lift yourself. Uh, the thing that he posted yesterday that I is almost certainly a joke. Uh, yeah, no, it has. To be. It has to be okay. well, either that or he is fully off the deep end. But this is a, a little bit of, of he Kanye was like new music coming in a few hours and five hours later he posted this track. I'm starting a little halfway in. Here we go. This next verse. This next verse, though. These bars. Watch this. Go. dee scoop. Scoop dee dee whoop. Whoop dee scoop dee poop. Poop dee scoop dee scoop dee whoop. Whoop dee scoop whoop poop. Poop dee dee whoop scoop. Poop. Scoop dee dee whoop. Whoop dee dee scoop. Whoop dee dee scoop poop. Oh my god. I do love that the back. Who's track. playing that in the clubs tonight in New York is what I want to know. Uh, there are absolutely people doing Molly. Like listening yes. to that right now. Getting so hype. Here's can I can I just say briefly that this is a perfect example of why no one should be surprised by anything that Kanye does, is that he his production and the sort of aesthetic that he brings and then the actual lyrical content, the gap is just getting wider and wider Yes, between, you know, even this is a joke song it kind of represents like, I think, um, father stretch my hands is like my favorite example yes. of yes. it's the, the production, the music, the track itself is so it's just this gospel sublime, like Beautiful everyone inspired a million vines. And then it's like, what I'm going to have to look at the lyrics. Now, I if just, I, I fuck this model, and she just bleached her asshole, and I get bleach on my T-shirt. I'm gonna feel like an asshole. That is the absolute opposite of every of the aesthetic of Father Stretch My Hands. Well, he's it's great. It's that so it's like, you know he, chop up the soul, but also then do the poopty scoopty version. But he on top of it. what is his thing? What is his thing? He is a contrarian. Mm-hmm. He's a, yep. What what's a, what was what song came out in 2004? All falls down. Mm-hmm. And the only type of rap that was around back then that was like, you know, chains are stupid, was it was like shitty backpack rap that yeah. wasn't really fun to listen to. But then yeah. you have this song that has amazing production, like you would hear with, like, at the time, you know, Jay-Z or mm-hmm. fu- fucking, yeah, whoever. And it's not like, it's not preachy. It's not like, don't do this. Don't. It's like, hey, yeah, I'm just as bad. Like, I couldn't buy a house and I immediately bought a chain because I have a low, I have low self-esteem. Yeah. I want everyone to like me. You'll never see me without at least one of my watches. And no one was doing that. Like that was not a thing at that time. Que- questioning the, what, what your uh, trappings say about your psych- oh, like emotional state right. mm-hmm. was and not a thing. He is Dr. Manhattan though, <laughs> because he's a master of the big sound and mm-hmm. he masters the big sound of every era. Mm-hmm. In mm-hmm. 2005, it's like he gets that sort of, the weird like sort of Atlanta style production than the sort of like sampling old soul shit. And he just makes mm-hmm. it so much bigger and he makes it like he makes the beat its own story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like 
down and out, like whole, fucking one of the best beats I ever heard. And he he sees like a dichotomy in music and he doesn't take it. He doesn't go, no, fuck you, chains are cool or you're a fucking loser for getting these. It's like, yeah, this is stupid, but I do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and Which is shit that everyone does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know something stupid and you're like, I don't want to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, I think if he's... Dr. Manhattan, the endless manipulator of things that are great and small, who mm-hmm. does not exist in our time continuum. <laughs> then Drake is Veet. <laughs> Drake is Drake is the perfectly calculated product. The mm-hmm. you know, do you think I'm a cartoon villain? I would just tell you my plan before I've already done it. Mm-hmm. That's him. That's it. Drake knows every wave, touches every wave before it happens, so he can extend his lifespan indefinitely. Mm-hmm. He knows everything that's coming. He gets his fame right as the moment it's like on the verge of from acceptable to you're going to be the first person who did this. Everyone's they're going to say everyone copied you. He does it. And I think an interesting element of this is like 808s and Heartbreak uh, is often at the lowest of Kanye album rankings. But that is like what what rap sounds like now. Everything trippy red sounds like every X album now sounds like that. Yeah. All that Mm -hmm. SoundCloud stuff is just like 808s. With like all the peaks and valleys turned up right. all the way, you know? Mm-hmm. And there are guys who were incredibly influential. Like Three Six Mafia is this is not a new point. Yeah. Like I'm Vox has made this point. <laughs> I want to kill myself for even making Shout it. Shout out the bland video yeah. about how triplets yeah. work in rap. Exactly. But you know, it's true. Like, yeah. No people do shout out three six, like Denzel Curry always shouts out infamous, but it's never no one, they will never be the cultural mega force that Kanye is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it, it's crazy because it's like he'll do like his first run of three albums that like define the sound of the late aughts and then do 808s and everybody's like, what the fuck is this? And then totally pivot again to do something different. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. uh, his his the album that everybody writes off like low key writes the next like half decade right. or decade history mm-hmm. graduation graduation and like and then he pivots be- again and does Yeezus and, like it's totally different graduation and dark twist event those are like I fucking love those albums All right, so let's much do this and right they now. they but they like you can't look at rap now and be like oh those were so influential because yeah. no one does it, that very yeah. idiosyncratic yeah alright let's let's talk just a second about Kanye's music to ra- round this out what are your all your all's faves? I would say Dark Twisted Fantasy. Yeah, is my favorite. I mean, Jesus is, is I feel the one that should be my favorite. Graduation is probably actually my favorite, and my favorite Kanye song is Gone. That song fucking rules. Go, gone, Gone is such a great fucking song. So good. Uh, I was do, doing this with Molly yesterday. Uh, I have I have to say like. We usually do like how what your relationship to the artist is at the beginning of the mm-hmm. episode. I, I have to say I've never been a huge Kanye like fan. Is like I listen to his music recreationally. I have always been very interested in him as a public persona. But also I will, the caveat to that is like I went to college in Chicago in the latter half of of the aughts. Kanye's music was like air or water. Yeah, it was every. Yeah. Yes. You, you couldn't like not be like being a fan of his was in material because it was just like every other song. Kanye, Kanye is song. so powerful. He got people in Chicago to fuck with Chris Martin singing about ah. fireworks. <laughs> like <laughs> that is what powerful. A, that is Doctor Manhattan creating oxygen on yeah. Ma- on Mars. Um, but I would say offhandedly, I think graduation is the most fun to listen to. Dark Twisted Fantasy is probably objectively the best. And I think Yeezus is probably my favorite. Mm-hmm. 
and I think Pablo is the most interesting in a weird way. Yeah. Pablo stressed me out. It does stress me out. Um, <laughs> anything. Anyway, we've got about an hour and a half here. I think we got into a lot of it. Uh, Kanye will forever exist as this both unstoppable force and a movable object of pop culture. We'll have to see where this whole Trump thing p- plays out. My honestly, my, my prediction is as we were saying is like, he doesn't, the actual ideas or substance are immaterial. So he'll be interested in Trump and Trumpism as an idea, like a, a concept for a while mm-hmm. and he'll fold it into something new and different. And maybe he'll fucking actually run for president in 2024 on the Trumpist ticket or something. Oh my God. What if that's our Berlusconi? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, Trump American Berlusconi, but the truth is Berlusconi was a much more competent guy than Trump. <laughs> but what if, what if we don't even know him and we have him? I have one more thing I want to do. Yeah. What's everybody's favorite Kanye tweet? Do you oh, have, man, do you I really shouldn't say what my actual favorite is. Why not? <laughs> Everyone knows it's the funniest one. It's like the worst one, but it's the funniest one. I don't know what you're referring no. to. If you don't want to say it on air, you can Bill pick it Bill Cosby up. Innocent. Oh, okay. <laughs> that is it's like, one. why would you do that, man? Like, what? In the wake of events of this past week, I actually it's also it's objectively untrue. Yes. Yeah. Uh, no, okay. My... Let me look up the exact wording of the Jimmy Kimmel Molly, one. Molly, do you want to go? Yeah, go ahead while I yeah, look at the Jimmy Yeah, I just Kimmel. want to make sure um, I get my wording right, too. I can paraphrase it. It's the one, it's, this is from years and years and years ago, probably 2011 or 2012, where he says, um, I hate, here we go. I hate when I'm on a flight and I wake up with a water bottle next to me. Like, oh, great. Now I got to be responsible for this water bottle. Great. All, t- all okay. time, all time, great. Yeah. Oh no, I and that's also like the the one percent of Kanye's Twitter where he's like a, a real fave star guy. Yeah, um, just a real hashtag relatable dude. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Kimmel, put yourself in my shoes. <laughs> oh no, that means you would have gotten too much good pussy in your life. <laughs> oh no, that fucking kicks ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's so Trump. That's yeah. so Trump. Yeah. 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 Uh, that's Trump calling into the newspapers under his fake name, telling uh, them all the ladies that he's he's been with. Who did Trump call? He called some reporters like, I get more pussy than you do. Yeah. <laughs> Literally him. Oh, that's a, a, one more Trump Kanye over overlap <laughs> is like uh, Kanye's verse about how he totally could have fucked Taylor Swift that one time or wishes that he had is so much like so the Trump. I moved on her like a bitch. Yeah. 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 And like all the Trump impressions that you do uh, where he's like, Christy Turlington, I could have had her in 1992. Yeah. I well, just yeah, said no. I was tired that night. Yeah. <laughs> That's the most the most Trump thing is not to brag about things you've done, but to things you could have done. Oh yeah, yeah. That's when he said he was the best baseball player in New York, <laughs> he's so he's the fucking. And you could totally imagine Kanye being like Kanye tweeting like, "I chose not to do it, but I f- suspect that if I wanted to, I could have been a NASA astronaut." Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would have uh, changed NASA forever. I would bet money right now. I wish I could bet money on this that Kanye would get really into F one racing. <laughs> Ah. He'd be like, I'm I'm the new Senna. Yeah. He drops a new album, disappears for a year and comes back and is like, I'm into European style car racing right now. And I'm going to Mars in three years. Yeah. 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 Uh, My favorite Kanye tweet is I'm a fix wolves because (laughs) which is because it works in two ways in that in the context of, as you said, releasing a patch for your album is hilarious. Mm. And then out of context, it's also hilarious. What are you going to do? What's wrong with wolves? Are they bad in some way? I don't know. It leaves a lot to the imagination. Yeah. Anyway, 
Can I, I would just like to close out oh, yes. oh. Uh, with a, the tweet he did two hours ago. Mm-hmm. He said, I've got a new challenge for everyone today. Pick somebody that you had an argument with that you think you hate, maybe even someone you haven't spoken to in years and contact that person and tell them I love you. Uh, I, you could do that or you could contact that person and tell them to listen to and introducing. Please. Please. Felix. Thank you so much for joining us. It was absolutely my pleasure. And our other recording got pushed back. So so we're in good shape. I suspect we might have a little bump in listenership to this episode. Uh, So if you like this, this is what this show does. Uh, We talk about music and musicians and the stories around them Uh, coming up soon. The next one we're going to be talking about. uh, Maurice White, band leader of Earth, Wind and Fire. Uh, So it'll be a little bit of a uh, departure. But if you like. (laughs) talking about like what we talk about when we talk about musicians uh this is what the show does if you like strong vibes and uh drinking almost exclusively beet and carrot juice this this memoir is gonna (laughs) rule uh but we have a lot of older episodes that i would suggest for starting points the taboo episode i think Mm. is is very good if you've ever been curious about that fourth guy from black eyed peas he's got kind of weird story uh I think that the uh, the Nile Rogers episode is pretty fun. I think the John Oates episode is, is pretty good. Anyway, that's just a rec- recommendation. This has been an introducing. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at and intro pod or at SoundCloud at uh, soundcloud.com slash and dash intro dash pod. Um, if you like this, please go rate and review us on iTunes. Leave a comment. Uh, but only if you have a positive psychotically episode. positive vibes only. This yeah, is America, leave us, babe. Leave a comment like a Kanye tweet. Yeah. Uh, but one of the good ones. Um, and most importantly, just tell a friend if you like this. Go and like go up to somebody you haven't spe- spoken to in years and years and say, hey, listen to this pod. It's good. If you're a famous podcaster, come on the podcast. Yes. Yeah. If you are another famous podcaster, come on the show. We'll take any of them. Mark Marin. Mark Marin. <laughs> Give me any, any of the McElroys. Yeah. We'll take, Dave Rubin. Yeah, we'll take anyone. Anna Ferris. You got a good Sam podcast. Harris. Sure. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's the last one. Sam Harris and Dave Rubin. <laughs> yeah. Bill Maher. Joe Rogan, come pl- take DMT and talk about, I don't know, David Bowie with us. Sure. Take some colloidal silver. It'll be great. Anyway. Uh, thank you for listening so long for this week and we'll see you in another two weeks on and introducing you